Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman. Going to be your host for this episode of Track World News presented by the Harrier. And today we have a very special guest joining us. Uh, one of the top sprinters coming out of the class of 2022 out of Columbus, Ohio. He was a three. He had three-peated at Outdoor States last year. The 2019-2020. Gatorade Track Athlete of the Year for the state of Ohio. Uh, we have Justin Braun. Uh, Justin, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. So uh, before we get into any of your, your track stuff, uh, some of the things that, that you had mentioned um, you know, beforehand, and I, I see in the background, you got a, a guitar there. Uh, that you're, <laughs> you play the saxophone, and I'm guessing maybe a little bit of the guitar as well. Um, how did you get interested in music? What got you started, uh, you know, playing the sax? Yeah, so this is actually a ukulele back there. Oh, ukulele. Um, oh, my bad. <laughs> yep, yep. But the saxophone, I started in sixth grade, I believe. Uh, they just had one of the high school teachers or whatever I forget but he had come down to the elementary school and they had us do like this hearing test and it was like literally an hour-long test of just us listening to sounds they're like okay based on these sounds we're gonna determine what instrument we think he best play or best enjoy playing which in hindsight is kind of like whatever but I feel like I should just be able to pick what I want but inevitably I got the saxophone which is what I wanted going in so that's how I got started. I played for, this, for the school for a long, long time, uh, probably maybe four or five years almost. Um, up until my sophomore year, I ended up dropping it my junior year, but I continued to play um, just because it's something I enjoy, you know, but that's pretty much it. And I still play pretty regularly. <clears throat> oh, awesome. So it, it sounds like it worked out where the one you wanted to play turned out to be your the one you should play anyway. So it, it worked out pretty yep. well for you with this hour and a half long listening test or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So are you playing, do you play the ukulele at all also, or is that something you're, you're just starting uh, to pick up now? That's something I picked up during COVID. Um, and then training started to amp back up out of nowhere. So I just kind of drifted off, but I'm kind of picking it back up now. I, I still know some stuff, but it's just, I like to learn like the entire thing, like starting from the ground up. Yeah, like the somewhere over the rainbow or, or whatever it is, one <laughs> of the classics. No, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. And then, um, so something else you also mentioned, big into spike ball. So for those that don't know, it's like a little net that you have and you get a ball, you have to smack it down on it and then try to make it hit the ground. The other team gets a couple hits, kind of like volleyball. But question for you would be, if there was to be an ultimate track and field matchup of spike ball, so professional track athletes, collegiate athletes, whatever it is, what do you think would be the best head two, two V two head to head spike ball matchup for, for pro athletes, for pro athletes, for um, yeah, pro track, pro track. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to throw, see, it's difficult. Cause you know, I mean, we're runners, but um, I'm just, I'm probably going to start off with, uh, Ryan Krauser, because I mean, obviously a big shot put guy, I feel like he could hit it pretty hard. Um, Rye Benjamin, um, I don't really have a reason. He's just kind of a cool guy. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, see, that's difficult. I got to think about that one. Um, do you have anyone that comes to mind? Cause I, I, yeah, I'm kind of stuck. thinking maybe like Grant Holloway might be pretty good. I think he's pretty mobile. And then maybe a, a decathlete oh, yeah. or something, yeah. some, someone like that. But we got, we got the first team maybe over. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll get to, we'll get some <laughs> other, uh, other people for sure. But um, yeah, so wanted to then get started with where running kind of started off for you. Like what got you interested in, in running track uh, originally? So originally um, being from Ohio, it was actually more of like a thing for wrestling. Um, Cause it's real, real big in the Midwest and wrestling was my primary sport up until I got to high school. Um, when I first started, I mean, I was pretty average, but I think what set me apart is that I wasn't really okay with that. So anything I did, which I played football that seventh grade year, but I, I, I was terrible. <laughs> so I was like, all right, screw that. We're just going to go track wrestling, see what I can do with that. And so, like I said, I wasn't okay with being average. So I just spent that entire summer. I would bike to my high school track every day, which was, I mean, looking back now, I'm not sure how I did it. Cause it was, it's probably three miles from my house. So I was going there back and the city I'm from is like essentially a watershed. So if you don't know what that is, it's where the land in an area tilts one way. It's like make a river. So I was biking uphill all the way home every day after working out at the track. And I spent my whole time doing that. And then um, that eighth grade year, I, it, like all my work paid off. I dropped some hefty times. And then it didn't really hit till like probably my sophomore year that when I had to run like 49 in middle school, I was like, whoa, that, that's pretty fast. And then I made the decision just to say, all right, I think this track thing is where I want to put my effort, which was kind of hard because wrestling was my love at the time. I still love it. I keep up to date with all the collegiate, the pro stuff. They just had the world championships. Uh, I think USA got second or third as a team. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it's kind of my build up to this. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be t- first drive riding your bike uphill, coming after a, a hard workout or however long it is. All right, could you have you done that now? Like you know, you said looking back at it, that was crazy. Are you? I, have you made that walk or, or done that bike ride back home since like now that you're a little older might be not as hard or whatever it might be. There's no way I could do that now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no chance. I got my car and now I'm kind of pampered to that. So there's, there's no chance I'm making that again. So I, I was like committed a little kid. There we go. Yeah. You, you, it had to start with the grit. Now, now you can, now you can focus on the, the actual work on the track. So not a, not a bad idea. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, running 49 in, in middle school, I mean, I wasn't a, a 400 meter runner particularly in, in particular, but that, it took me until what my senior year of high school to, to run that that 49. So being able to, to do that can definitely, you know, is a pretty impressive time. Uh, when did you when did you like really realize, like, I want to focus in on this? I know you mentioned your sophomore years when you kind of dropped off on wrestling a bit, but. When, when did, when was it that you actually realized like, oh man, I can, I can go to college and, and really make something of, of track? You know, it really wasn't until, oh, it, it, you're probably going to think I'm going to sound crazy for this, but it wasn't till probably my sophomore year after the indoor state meet, um, when my coach sat down with me and was like, 
these are he he listed out three schools and said these are the three schools I think you could go to. And I'm like, there's there's no way I could do that. It's just it's such like it was such a high standard. I didn't think I could do that, even though I was definitely running the times in hindsight. But I didn't realize like, okay, I I do this. And it took him talking to me, sending me through, being like, you you're fast. <laughs> but I'm still I'm still kind of realizing that to this day. But he's definitely been a huge part in that like mental maturity, I guess. Yeah, like I think that's something that goes overlooked a little bit, the mental aspect of running, because a lot of people from the outside looking in or it's like, oh, you just run, you put your shoes on, you you do the workout, you go home. It's easy. It's not like basketball where there's other stuff. Like a lot of people you know, think that there's a lot of mental stuff that goes into it, but you know, it does, you know, maturing as an athlete and all that. Um, I mean, who have been some of the people in your corner that have really helped you kind of develop to be the athlete and, and the person that it is that you, you are today and, and that you want to be in the future? Yeah. So definitely my coach, I just said, Coach Tremaine Panthers. Um, he runs the Ohio Heat Track Club, which I didn't join him until maybe my sophomore year. I th- uh, no, it was my freshman summer after I had won my first state championship because me and my parents were looking for like, okay, what's the next step? So I won my first state championship coming off that July. Um, and I'd run a pretty fast time. It still hadn't settled like a lot of my times hadn't. But... Um, he was like, Hey, come run for me. And it was kind of like, he was like, Oh, this kid's fast. He could win me a national title, but it truly blossomed into like a pretty beautiful relationship. Um, kind of stepped into my life as a somewhat father figure, I guess. Um, I can, I can go to him talk about literally anything going on in my life. And then he'll come up with some great response or just some witty remark. And it's been totally great to have him. Um, then someone I met more recently that's actually helped me a lot with my race, um, Bershawn Jackson, he was a 400 meter hurdler. Um, I can't even name all he's done. He's, he's got every accolade in the book, but I've had some great conversations with him. He's helped me make some fairly important decisions in my life without him being there that long. Cause I mean, he's just such a relatable guy. He's been where I've been. I mean, he's done what I've done and he's, he's doing, he's done what I've wanted to do. And he's just been a great guy to talk to, you know, he's been a great resource to have. Yeah. That's something that is really helpful. And I think super important. I mean, it's going to sound, uh, it's going to sound treasy a little bit, but or from who it's Mike, uh, who it's coming from. I think it was like Drake was mentioning like, yeah, when you like have somebody that you want to like reach go- your, your goals with, like, don't just share your goals and aspirations with anyone. Cause somebody, they might look at you and say, Oh no, I, Oh yeah. I want to be a three-time state champion. That sounds crazy to an average person. But like, if you tell it to somebody that has done it or is, has those similar goals, like it's like, okay, this is what we got to do to get there. And so to have yeah. somebody like that, that is in your corner has done what you want to do and, and has been where you are can be a huge step to be able to get to, you know, the place where you want to be. Definitely. He's a fantastic resource. And so, uh, so last year you were able to do something that no one in the state of Ohio has done since I think 1988. So it's been a very, very long time, but you, you three-peated in the state championship with the 100, 200 and 400. Uh, could you break us down like that meet? And was it something that 
going into it you felt was even possible to begin with? Um, it was something that kind of blossomed like once again this sophomore year. It was kind of a big year for me. I mean, with COVID happening and everything, it still had like a large impact on my life without that variable in it. Um, but I had run six eight sixty, and I was like, oh. I could probably do this 100 thing. I'm not that slow down there because I'm pretty used to this 400-meter distance. That's what I'd always run. That's what my coach at the time had just kind of thrown me in. The four on the two, every once in a while, I get a 60. And I had some good competition, and I put that time out. I was like, I, I could definitely do this. And then COVID season happens, and then we're like, all right, what is the next? And um we decided hey the 100 is the next thing we can do you know like there's a ton of competition in ohio that 2020 indoor year and then they had all graduated i think six seven nine had won the indoor state and it was actually a two-way tie um watching that I, i remember watching that vividly i was like i i could run with those guys for sure and so couple chain of events happened and I was like, all right, I, I'm going to drop to the hundred this year and trying to put some emphasis on it. Cause I know that's something I can definitely do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, one of the largest things leading up to that was making sure. Cause if it was, if you know, the Ohio state meet schedule is very, very difficult in terms of the timing and everything. 45 minutes in between each of um, But the second day is definitely the hardest. It was, we had a slight headwind. It was like, 0.9 to 1.2 it was like 85 degrees out and it takes a decent time for ohio to get warm like we'll start we'll, we'll be getting snow until like march sometimes it comes down I, I knew he was going to put me in the best position i knew he had beat me up for a long time my body was going to be ready for this so at the end of the day it was just going to be executing and doing what i know i can do it was, it was a large mental thing so my body was really tired but I, I could still do, it, you know? Yeah. So at the end of it, it was just going in and executing what I know I could do. And so what was the feeling knowing like when you were all done, like you, you finished your last race, I, I did it. I did what I, I set out to go. I set out to do. And, you know, you're able to you know do something that no one's done for as long as longer than, than you've been alive so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, the feeling was just like, finally I'm done um it was just a long long season there was a lot of stuff going on I was just tired and I'm like sweet I can sit back and rest I did what I wanted to do but I my goal that my goal that I had set out since day one it's finally done I put out some fast times and I there's just some relief that it was over (laughs) And so now uh, you finished up your, your junior year and obviously one of the probably the biggest years for recruiting is obviously going to is, is the junior year because that's when once you're a senior you've especially with track and field it's a little tough because you know you got it you're picking your school by the time the, your, your season gets started for, mo- for the most yeah. part. But uh, could you kind of take us through the, the recruiting process like I mean you mentioned when you were a sophomore that your coach had pointed out three schools that, that were looking at you. And I mean, just recently you posted a, a final five, so, or a top five. So you got at least more, you gained at least two more schools that were interested in you uh, at, at the least, but 
Um, could you kind of touch on what the, the process has been like for you over the past few months? Yeah, so starting on the very first day, I remember vividly, it's like June or July 4th or something that they can, that schools can start reaching out to you um, to begin the recruiting stuff. And I was doing some landscaping work. So that's what I kind of do during the summer to make some money. And I just kept having to stop because my phone was just getting lit up. Just, it, it, it was kind of absurd to me that this many people were like interested that I could run that fast that they were interested in my talent. And I don't remember how many calls I got that day, but it was, it was in the tens for sure. Um, but those schools definitely kind of dwindled out. Um, for me going into this process, the most important thing was definitely building a relationship with the coach. Um, if I don't feel comfortable in a program that I'm going into, I'm not going to, be able to do well. I want to be able to feel comfortable that this coach has my best interest in mind and that he's excited to come to practice with me every day specifically. I've always dreaded the idea of being in a program where I'm just like another fast guy that a coach is just like, all right, do this, this, and this. And without real reason, you know, like I think the term is like a cookie cutter program. I, I, I despise that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But that's always been my biggest thing. Um, and so I think that my top five has derived from a lot of other people's for that reason. Um, I don't want to say unusual schools, but it's schools that you're not going to see on a lot of other people's. Smaller schools, that doesn't make them worse by any means, but it's the coaches that put the time into me wanted to understand what I need as a person and catered to that and understood that, could have real conversations with me about what I wanted and knew my goals at the end of the day, which was a real help. And the one thing that I preach most to people that are starting this process is find a coach that's excited for you. Because at the end of the day, if they're not excited for you, then I don't feel, personally, if a coach isn't excited for me, then I don't feel comfortable in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because... Uh... When you're a student athlete, especially uh, with track and field, where we're one of the few school or one of the few sports that have two seasons. So and then you have your preseason. So you're spending most of your time uh, with your coach, your teammates, and then whatever your your whatever your professors are like in on the academic side of it. So you're going to be spending most of your time throughout your your four years or however long you, you go for, like with your coach. So, yeah, if you don't feel comfortable or have a bond with them it's going to make it tough because that's going to be the person you see every single day for the next you know <laughs> the next four yeah. years so it's like you got to make sure that you're feeling comfortable with who you're going with yeah and i didn't want to be a forced trust either like the best way i can describe it as like okay i have to trust this guy because he is my coach that's just not where that's not what i wanted to be in. i wanted to feel like a connection with my coach at the end of the day yeah and uh so what is it on the on the cool side because I remember when I was going through the recruiting process my favorite favorite part at some points and then at other points it felt like a chore was the doing the official visits and so that was that was cool it's like you get to feel like oh man all these people you know want my attention I get to go around I mean how have uh what schools have you uh, already done some of your your visits with or what ones are you kind of waiting on you know with the remainder of uh your your senior year here so I have taken Miami was my first one 
And then my second one, I had gone to the University of Southern California. And then the most recent one I've taken is the University of Georgia. Um, all amazing schools. Um, I loved the teams at all the schools. But I feel like Miami was, like, the most, like, up-to-date, coolest, most modern. Um, Georgia's had, like, that nice kind of, like, a homey vibe. And USC is very – it's really interesting. So it's a very compact campus. Um, at one point, you could – they pointed out, like, if you were standing at one end of the campus, you could literally look and see the other end of the campus from one spot. So it's got a real – it's also got a homey vibe to it. But it's all great places. Um, all have a lot to offer. And not even with just my track career. If for some reason that I didn't – I decided I didn't want to go pro anymore. I lost those aspirations. Those are all schools that could be like, they, that could help me with a career field that could take me somewhere in life without running. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're all fantastic schools where, yeah, just academically uh, or whatever you might be interested in there, like it's going to be an awesome decision, you know, regardless for you there, for sure. Um, got a, a few more, a few more for you. So uh, quick hitters, I guess you could say. But um, so. First, I know that, um, well, for those of you that don't know, uh, our previous interview, Gavin, uh, he actually introduced, uh, introduced me to you. And so got to ask the question, uh, head-to-head, you, Gavin, in the one, two, and the four, what's the, what's the breakdown? Who's winning in those matchups? <laughs> uh, me and Gavin have this conversation a lot. Um, hey, one sec, so- quick. Gavin is a freshman sprinter at USC, if you didn't listen to, uh, listen to it, so. Yeah. Yeah. So we met way back, um, actually at, I think, uh, maybe December last year. Um, it was the Virginia, Virginia, what's the track called? I forget, but Virginia at Virginia beach had opened a brand new track. Um, fantastic facility. Um, the entire meet, it was just blazing times, but, um, we, we both kind of known about each other. We were both faster guys before that COVID season. Um, and so I saw he was going, I was like, all right, sweet. I got, I got some, I know who I'm looking out for. And it sounded like he knew the same thing. He knew it was up. And the first time I saw him, I think we were warming up for the 60 prune. And so, I mean, I just kind of went up to him, gave him a fist bump or whatever. Uh, we just kind of talked throughout the meet. And I mean, to this day, we talk track every other day, if not every day. But he he actually, he beat me that meet <laughs> in the 60. Um, I think he went six, seven, five, and I went six, seven, nine, maybe. Six, seven, nine. I don't know. I'm not sure about his time. But we just stayed connected since then. But he, he's gonna he's gonna give you a very vast different to the different answer to this but he'll get me in the one but give me like three months in the three months two in the four he's not definitely not touching me in the four but the two i, I got smoke for him all day <laughs> there we go gavin if you're listening to this right now we're we're excited to see the the next head-to-head matchup uh whenever that <laughs> is for sure and then uh last one for you i think in in an interview that your coach had he said that, um, you know, you're, you're an anchor leg for the four by four and could also potentially be an anchor leg on the four by eight if you wanted to. So question for you is, 
if you had to be, if you're, you had to do the, the 800 this year, let's just say hypothetically, what do you think you could, you could run in the, the eight now? Um, is this on sprint training or 800 training? Let's say, let's say you start, you do 800 meter training. Like you're like, you know what? I'm dropping the one, two and the four. I'm just doing the 800 this year. What do you think you could go? In an open 800, I, I can confidently say I'd go like 148, 147. There we um, go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm real confident in that. I've always loved the eight. Um, my coach, he, he refuses to put me in it. Just sciencey stuff. He says there's no reason for it, but the eight's always been like a secret love of mine. So definitely that sub 150 range. I'm, I'm confident in that. Yeah, don't let uh don't let any college coaches hear that. You might start running the eight hundred, then all those extra warm ups, all the extra practice. You're gonna be like, dang, why did why did I say it in that one that one last year? Now I'm running all these things. But uh, Justin, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, where could people go if they wanted to follow more and learn more about you on on social media or anything like that? Um, I'm really active on my Instagram. It's Justin X Braun B R A U M. Um. I'm, I just kind of post on there, not even just track stuff. It's just random stuff. <laughs> awesome. Well, Justin, thanks a lot for doing this. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. This is another episode of Track World News. Uh, if you want more content, go follow us on Instagram at Track World News. We post news clips, highlights, things like that. Um, and also make sure you subscribe, leave a like and a review. It really helps us know that you're enjoying things. But uh, thank you to everyone. Have a good one and peace. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.